0: Steel Wars is returning to the Scum and Villainy Cantina on Saturday afternoon, March 10th for a special podcast panel commemorating the finale of Star Wars Rebels, the weekend of its conclusion. Join a special expert panel to break down the pros, the cons, the ins and outs of the Ghost Crew and their adventures and react to what will be a controversial finale. And Australia Steel Wars returns to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival for three shows over the Easter long weekend. Friday the 30th of March, Saturday the 31st of March and Monday the 2nd of April, 2pm. Tickets for all these shows are available at SteelWars.com. Blog Talk
1: Radio
2: hey you guys and welcome to the steel wars call-in show i am comedian steel saunders and i do love star wars and this is the listener call-in version of the podcast And for the next 90 minutes or so, we'll be taking your calls from around the world on anything Star Wars. We have wrapped up our prediction shows. The predictions are locked in, in the vault, which is a Microsoft Word document that just got emailed to me from Dom Luguseppi. So it's, it's not that secure, but it is there. And if you want to call in tonight or today or this morning... Wherever you are, the number is 646-668-8360. That's 646-668-8360. If you are in the live chat, it should be just above that window. If you are international, and by international, I mean non-American, Freudian flip, uh, add a plus one if you're Skyping in because... um, Tell you about the little Skype. Know that you want to call the Stars and Stripes. And uh, you guys, we've got a co-host, a first-time co-host this weekend, who is celebrating one year of her awesome podcast, Sky Talkers. Welcome, Caitlin Pleasure. How you doing, Caitlin?
3: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited.
2: Well, it's my pleasure. We've had Charlotte on before, and uh, yeah. I just listened to your one year sort of celebration podcast. We answered a bunch of questions about a, a year yeah. of podcasting, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, we haven't had Caitlin on. And this is the weird thing that just before the podcast, we were talking, and I, the realization just came over me. It's like, Oh, we've never spoken to each other <laughs> before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I, I I kind of I feel like we're engaged in this one way conversation every week when you uh you yes. talk to me about Star Wars for an hour or so. So
3: Yeah. It, it, it's so weird with podcasts. You feel like you know someone so intimately, even though you maybe have never actually spoken to them one on one.
2: Yeah, it is it is uh an amazing little uh Little media was going here, so we will be taking your calls. There's a couple of people on hold already, and we will get to that. I'll run through a few of the the news headlines that perhaps we can discuss. I'm getting these from StarWarsUnderworld.com. They always do a good job. Dom and Chris and Ben and the crew are collating the week's news. What about this one, Caitlin? Mark Hamill reveals a change made to the final scene in The Force Awakens. This was from a Chinese website called M-Time. They've always got time for M's over at M-Time. <laughs> is that where you go for all your M-based news, Caitlin?
3: When when I have M-based news, I, I go to M-Time. So, yeah, yeah, very familiar.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what time it is. And the original version, which I saw, I saw like, you know, sort of interpreted that it was like, a, an, an, an alternate ending to The Force Awakens, which I don't really think this is an alternate ending. But um, the original version of the ending was going to have some floating rocks around Luke Skywalker. And Ryan Johnson, one of his alterations was to have that taken away to fit in with the uh, storyline of The Last Jedi. Now that's, that's hardly an alternate ending. It's more just a, a missing effect. Hey, are, you, are you across this one?
3: I haven't, but it, I mean, it, it makes sense that Ryan took it out because Luke is supposed to be disconnected from the Force when when Ray gets there. So I, I would assume that the rocks were lifted because of his Force aura or something like that. So it makes sense that Ryan wouldn't have wanted it in. I think it was a good well, you
2: bring you bring up an interesting question or an interesting theory. What if the rocks were floating not because of Luke? That, that is something I had not covered yeah. in my <laughs> reading of the article.
3: It was but the porgs.
2: They're, <laughs> they're just floating. I, I kind of am up for a, a floaty, like in a live action movie, some floaty, you know, I think maybe it was touched on in, I can't even think of what the name of that movie is. What's the James Cameron film? It's the biggest film of all time. Oh my God.
3: Avatar.
2: Avatar? Avatar. Oh my God. That's how much that movie sticks in your head.
3: Well, it uh, wasn't Titanic, a, so...
2: Yeah, well, they had a bit of the, the floaty rocks, then, like, sort of islands in the air, like clouds, So that would be a cool little... Oh,
3: yeah, it it would be interesting, because if Octo has the Force power, like, it's got the powerful light and the powerful dark, then it could have, like, possess its own Force capabilities to do something like that. That would have been interesting.
2: Yeah, or just the gravity's weird or something, but it's it's so hard to come up with those new Star Wars landscapes. Look you know at how, you know, you know Star Wars. It's just you know, it's just planet, like it's planet mm-hmm. that weather, whatever whatever weather pattern yeah. or land map. <laughs> it's like that's it. You get rain. You get water. So much water. You can have yeah. sand. Um, so yeah, floating things would be cool. I went out to um like the desert sort of between like Arizona near Albuquerque and, and the Grand Canyon. And there's some rock formations out there that look very alien, but I wouldn't mind seeing a, a bit of a lightsaber battle out there. So it's interesting the different um, – we're running out of – we need more different types of earth. I'm not sure what yeah. else is there.
3: I really want to see like a rainforest, a legit rainforest, because they they could just have a blast with all of the different animals they can could include there, and you would have all of the rain too, but it wouldn't be camino rain, you know, it would be like a forest rainforest.
2: Yeah, rainforest would be that would be pretty cool. That that reminds me. I always thought. Did you read the Thrawn trilogy?
3: No, this gets brought up on Sky Talkers all the time, and. No, I haven't read it yet. It's on my to-do list, though, for
2: 2018. Well, it's not going anywhere, so uh, don't worry (laughs) about it. Um, It's going to be there. But I always imagine there's this bit where um, Luke Skywalker, I think, yeah, he crashes on a planet with Talon Karab, this character, long forgotten in the the EU. But it it was sort of, in my head, it was like a rainforest-type deal. You know, sometimes you just got, Stuff and you, like Sometimes it's fun to read a book before you've seen the movie because you mm-hmm. you to make up what things are like. I yeah. Have, um, that's a rainforest. In other Star Wars news, this is really cool. There's this video up on uh, Star Wars' uh, YouTube page, which is the best place for YouTube videos, is YouTube.com. I highly recommend it for your YouTube needs. The Lucasfilm Story Group discusses the secrets of The Last Jedi. Have you had a chance to watch this video?
3: Yes, it was 27 minutes of pure gold.
2: This is what they should be doing. Like, more <laughs> of this. Like, I, I, I sort of, my, the, the thing I don't enjoy about the Star Wars show is sometimes like the overly scripting of, like, the people that I really enjoy hearing talking, but I don't like the, like, the sort of scripting of it. And, and when they get a chance just to chat, um they're good they're real Mm -hmm. good um andy did a really good job and um i learned a lot it was just like that was a treat that was that was a a blu-ray extra
3: it was it was so great when i when i saw how long it was i got so excited because it, it was like they were hosting their own little podcast it was fantastic with basically the powers that be in star wars world it was it was great
2: well, this this is the thing, Caitlin. Everyone wants to be a podcaster. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> these, yeah. these, these, these Lucasfilm executives, they, you know, they're they seeing what we're doing. They want they want a, mm-hmm. a bit of our pie. A bit. Yeah, they want pie. a piece
3: of the pie. In on the action.
2: Um, this is a cool one. Um, this one was from an interview with IGN, and um, it's about Ryan Johnson explaining why Luke had the blue lightsaber in The Last Jedi. And he, Ryan Johnson brings up, like, because we we break down these films pretty hard. And this is something that even when I I tweeted to um, Alex from Star Wars Explained, who is, you know, very knowledgeable and is a good thinker in Star Wars, at why Kylo did some click that Luke had the Skywalker lightsaber, is Kylo got knocked out. And he doesn't know the lightsaber got in because the from the lightsaber is what knocked him out.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading that and I was like, that's, that seems like very real world. Like he just didn't notice. <laughs> um, well, I also if, think, too. If, you, if, if you're in that struggle, like do you know what I mean? like just say
2: you're in a game of tug of rope and then the other person lets go of the rope, like you're not looking at the rope anymore. You, you're sort of looking at where you're falling.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I mean, that everything after that moment on the supremacy is just so charged with emotion that, you know, you can tell he's not thinking straight too to even notice something like that.
2: Yeah, he does seem like he hasn't had his coffee after that.
3: <laughs> or maybe too much coffee.
2: There is no such thing as too much coffee. We'll <laughs> not be hearing talk like that. And um, this, is, I, 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 I like, this is what I like about Star Wars fans is there's, a, there's leaks about Best Buy and Target exclusive home movie versions of the film we just saw and we're excited about it. I, I think that's mm-hmm. rad. It's like, Caitlin, I'll let you in on this little rumor. I have heard that they're going to merchandise the movie they just made. For people to take home and watch at home, they're going to try to make extra money several months after say. the film comes out. Yeah,
3: that's insane. I can't believe they would do that.
2: And I make fun, but it is—I I, just—I find it endearing that we get excited about that. And uh, oh, yeah. I'm very excited for this Blu-ray to come out. And there's something in it that I really hope's going to be in there that I've heard is in there, and. I'll be very excited if it is in there. Is that a vague enough comment, Caitlin?
3: It's yeah, no, it's pretty vague. You you pique my interest, <laughs> that's All right, for sure. We'll,
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll talk in uh, when does when does Star Wars: Underworld predict this is going to come out? Uh, I've lost it. Best buy.
3: I think it's the twenty seventh
2: of March. Twenty seventh of yeah. March. And Ron Howard saying that we're going to get a uh, a teaser soon. That's another kind of obvious bit of news and. Um, We've also got some rebel season premiere titles that are rumored. The one I heard, which was a sad loss of a scrappy little orphan boy from Lothal. That is cryptic. <laughs> and I'm not sure. Um,
3: it sounds like a placeholder name, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what they're calling it, but that's not what the real name is going to be.
2: How do you see? I I do joke that is not a title, everyone. What, what what sort of end do you see for our two Jedi, Caitlin?
3: Oh my gosh, this is like the million dollar question. I, I, I definitely think Kanan is going to die. I think it's going to there's going to be a horrible tragic moment between him and Hera, and he's going to die. Uh, I think it's going. I don't, but I don't know about Ezra. I, I have no idea about Ezra. I think it'd be really ballsy if they killed Ezra because he's like, he's the he's the center of the show and it is a kid's show so do you kill off your main child protagonist? But I just don't know what they're going to do with him if he lives, you know?
2: Yeah. It, it's it's strange because one throwback to that, like you're saying it's kid kid's show and then you can say, well, the Clone Wars, the, the hero of the Clone Wars ended up murdering kids but like I think I feel like the rebel, rebel skews younger, like even younger than mm-hmm. Clone Wars. So, like that sort of sort of trying to weigh up what they'll do with Ezra doesn't really um, fit. But what, what what would you feel? This is my thing. I, I regardless, like you know, they're going to do what they're going to do, and it's their story to tell. But I do want a definitive end. Like I I don't want. I don't really want to be talking about is that, was that him walking off or his spirit walking off? <laughs> I want, are, are, I, we, I want are we to,
3: talking about Ahsoka here?
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I want to either let's mourn him or he's off on new adventures. He's into the, these unknown regions. That's where the, in Australia, Caitlin, there's this long running soap called Neighbours and it's set down yes, in Melbourne. I've heard or, of it. Oh, you know that? Okay, great. Um, you're very cultured. <laughs> <laughs> so that's based down in Melbourne where I grew up and in Queensland, which is kind of like Florida. It's where people go to retire and go on vacations and stuff. Whenever someone leaves the show, they move to Queensland and, and sometimes they'll ring on you know a I mean? odd oh, it's, it's Scott bringing from uh, from Queensland to keep him in the show and these references are so old these characters but that's what the unknown regions has become to star wars theories like people just want to <laughs> instead of killing people it's like let's just ship them off to the unknown regions
3: they can just yeah
2: let's go do stuff
3: get them out of there. there forever yeah.
2: and then they can all all team up for Ryan Johnson's new trilogy
3: yeah it'll be like what? avengers but star wars of all the like left behind characters, like Ezra and Ahsoka, that's where they all went.
2: It's gonna get crowded out there in that region. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, <laughs> you're gonna have there's gonna be a lot of people out there. All all Smokes relatives. They're out there mourning. Ezra's there. It's, um, so there's at least four people out there. Um, yeah. Let's talk before we take some calls. Give us the quick history of Sky Talkers podcast. How you and Charlotte oh. met up.
3: How we met? Um, Well, Charlotte and I have been best friends since middle school. So really our seventh grade year when we were about 12 and 13. And I had never seen Star Wars before. And Charlotte introduced me to Star Wars, um, because it was literally right after the Revenge of the Sith came out. And she was all in all the time and finally convinced me to watch it with her and I jumped on board immediately and we've been best friends and talking about Star Wars ever since and it was really after Rogue One came out that we decided that we wanted and like needed to add our voice to the conversation and so we started Sky Talkers in January of 2017 and just celebrated 1 year and it's been it's been incredible. I, I really don't have the right words to describe how great it's been.
2: Now, what was it about Rogue One that made you need your voices to be heard? Was there something that wasn't being said about it?
3: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, I remember the a lot of conversation about lack of characterization in Rogue One as a big critique of it, and I remember not feeling that way at all um, about Rogue One. Because the job of the movie is not to, t- a lot of people were saying that, you know, we don't know how base insurance it meant and where Bodhi come from and all of this stuff. And that was a really big point of contention. And I remember thinking, you know, it's not the job of the movie to tell us where they come from. It's the job of the movie to make us care about these characters and to feel something when they did something heroic and ultimately perished. And in that vein, I think the movie was really successful. And, yeah, that was, for me, that was, I was like, I need, like, we need to talk about this. And so we started talking about it, and have never stopped. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
3: it's it's strange
2: how we like one. I think one of the coolest things about Star Wars, the original ones, is just how they talk about stuff, and they don't tell you any more information than people in the galaxy would talk about it. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes like people want too much information, like you know about how you know. Boating me or whatever. It's just, it's just accept they're together and you're just coming in. Like, like when, like it's been 40 years and we're just going to find out how Chewbacca and Han Solo met.
3: I and know. Of, that was the thing. That,
2: that's one of like the classic team ups in film history. So, I know. <laughs> it's just like give the story time to breathe and like enjoy that it doesn't pat you in the head with like too much information sort of layered on like that. I, I really like that. But i, I tell you yeah. how I, w- I was thinking today about how I found you guys because I think I just followed you on Twitter because I, if someone, like if a podcast follows me, I normally follow it back until they say something really dumb because I want to know what <laughs> like other podcasts are saying. And I had not listened. And I was in Australia and my wife was here and we were during one of the times when it was probably about, we weren't going to see each other for three months. And sometimes like that was, as you can imagine, quite hard. And I was just sort of like feeling super dreary. And you guys posted a photo of you guys at celebration. And I think that maybe the episode was like, Oh, we reflect on our fun time at celebration or something. And I was like, Oh, I think if I hang out with these guys for an hour, they might cheer me up. And <laughs> you did. Like, you just, you know, you're just beaming with excitement and um, all the cool stuff you got to do at Celebration. And that's sort of what got me into it because I was like, I know if I listen to these guys, they, they, their company will leave me in a better mood than when I started listening. So I, I thank you for that because you've, you've given me some pep when I've needed it.
3: That's, that's so nice. Thank you so much. Um, we, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not having fun with Star Wars, what are you doing? Um, and so we always, for whatever critiques we have, we always try to bring it back to, we're just so happy to be talking about this universe and to keep talking about it. But thank you so much. That's really kind.
2: My pleasure. It is important to have fun with Star Wars. And even if there's bits, this is the thing that I always think that's tricky. Is like, even if you don't like parts of it, like, have fun with you not liking that part like like don't turn it into some negative thing like like celebrate how bad it is when the battle droid gets c-3po's head on it and starts saying stuff just celebrate (laughs) it you know
3: yeah just
2: just celebrate that that crime against Star Wars and comedy as a whole. Listen, um, I'll
3: be honest. It's hard for me to celebrate that moment, but I'm with you. I see what you're saying. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that's like, like the sand thing, the, the Anakin talking about the sand. That pushed so far that I'm now, it's like, it's one of my favorite lines. Like, mm-hmm. it's brought me, the, the parody of that line has brought me so much joy that there's no way I'd let anyone take it out. I, I love the sand.
3: Yeah, it's transcended. It's transcended the movie. <laughs>
2: And I will tell you this as well. I went to where they filmed the satellite pit scenes. So essentially, paddling, yeah. right? In New York. Yeah. And um, I do have a podcast coming out about this. It just keeps getting bumped by other stuff because it's not topical. But um, Anakin was spot on about that sand. It's coarse, <laughs> it rusts, it gets everywhere. It's still in my sunglasses, like in the joints of my sunglasses. It's. I, I totally get now why he's telling Natalie Portman about that as a pickup line, because that's all I could think about if I spent, you know, the, the first half dozen years surrounded by all that sand. So
3: yeah. The, I'm, the I'm question is that. how many times did you quote that line while you were there at the Sarlacc pit?
2: I don't think I did at all. At the time I wasn't thinking prequely. It was just, oh, all my thoughts were just return of the Jedi.
3: And then Fair enough. over
2: the, over the next, like days and weeks when I kept finding sand in places, then my thoughts <laughs> drifted to um, Attack of the Clones a little bit. <laughs> if you are listening live, we've got a live show in LA tomorrow, January 13th, Saturday, 3.30pm at Scum and Villainy Cantina, the uh, fan cantina, which is amazing to hang out at, which is on Hollywood Boulevard. We've got Kyle Newman, Anthony and Ash and Jason Ward, and Laura Siracule for a breakdown of a month of The Last Jedi. So all people that we talked about The Last Jedi 2 going into the film will be debriefing in front of a live audience. And if you can't make it, that'll be on your feed on Tuesday. And then if you're in New York, we're doing a live podcast on Saturday afternoon, the 20th of January at Union House with The Daily Show's Ronnie Chang who is one of the funniest people I know on the planet, and Marvel's Heather Antos. And uh, we'll be talking Star Wars and their Star Wars fandom. That's on the 20th of January. So uh, get those tickets if you are in the area. Caitlin, how about we tackle a call?
3: Yes, I'm ready. I'm excited.
2: All righty. Let's go to 202. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, guys, uh, this is Swara of Beltway Banthers. How's it going? Now, listen, Swara, no plugs for uh, any other podcasts on this thing, all right? You can just call in as a random caller um, and just leave it at that. You can mention you're from, yeah. you know, Washington, D.C., and, but let's, <laughs> we're not going to be plugging Beltway Banthers or, or whatever podcast that you've got there. So, everyone, yeah. if you if thought about listening to Beltway Banthers.
1: Uh, after that, plug, just reset. Do not listen. <laughs> your question, please. Yeah, I was, com- yeah, was completely <laughs> shameless right there. I apologize. Uh, I guess I've just never done the live call before, but good to talk to you both again. Caitlin, hope you're doing really well. Listen to your latest episode. It was fantastic as usual. Everyone should listen and subscribe to Sky Talkers because y'all have, like, one of the best uh, Star Wars podcasts out there. But, yeah, question. It's like. Not so much. Well, I guess it is sort of a question. It is like, since The Last Jedi has come out, now I absolutely loved it. I It's one of my favorite films and uh, one of my favorite Star Wars films of all time. And But I think you can both agree with me here that the conversation over it overall has been really, really exhausting, specifically on social media. And, you know, I'm not even talking about the supposed divisiveness of the film, but rather the minute conversations going into it, especially on Twitter that we've all been having, have taken a lot out of us, myself included. And I think both of you guys know me on social media. I'm someone who's like, I I love to like try to get in as many conversations as possible. I'm extremely vocal about my opinions and like, I try to be as respectful as possible, but I like have been doing a lot of self-reflecting recently and I just like, I just like want to like understand how I I can do better to be more respectful and not be so like hard with my opinions and it's just like, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the conversation has taken over so much and I feel has bogged a lot of us down and I guess, what do you both think that we can do to be better in these conversations and I don't know, what are your thoughts? (laughs) You go for it, Caitlin. I,
3: well, thank you, Swara. I mean, yes, we, I know you very well on Twitter. We're good friends. Um, I think, I mean, I know for me, having to take a little bit of a step back from Twitter has been good. Um, I think because The Last Jedi is a movie that begs to be seen more than once, even more than twice, if you're a really hardcore Star Wars fan. And I think just being open to everyone's perspective is a really big part of it. And I think that's really hard on social media because we get in our bubbles where everyone for the most part agrees with what you're saying and you're in this really big echo chamber, but like taking time to step out and just like listen to someone's perspective, even if you don't end up agreeing with it in the end, I think it's a really big part of it. And then, you know, if there's like a whole thread of people with one opinion kind of going back and forth, if you have a dissenting opinion, opinion, I don't know if you necessarily need to jump in on that, because it's like, you know, all those people, like, you know what they think, especially if you have a relationship with someone on Twitter, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, 100%. It's like, just because I have an opinion on a specific ship doesn't mean I have to jump into uh, some of my Twitter friends who really like that ship. I can just like you know let them ship what they want to ship, you know.
3: Yeah, exactly. Hey, it's sh- almost like a pick your battles kind of thing, but just like pick your conversations. I think.
2: Yeah, shipers are totally. going to ship, man. That's what they're going to do. They're going to ship all over the place.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think there is like this knee jerk reaction that we all do is when we see something tweeted that we disagree with, we immediately have to reply and go, I don't agree with that. And I don't know, sometimes you just got to let slide, but I'm up for like, like hearing anyone's opinion about it as long as it's reasons, you know, just because, you know, like Brian Young has been doing these amazing tweets sort of, you know, explaining his point of view of the film and like you don't have to agree with them but they're interesting to read and yeah like and uh, and 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 like a lot of it I do agree with but it's sort of like someone can I I, you know on the panel tomorrow like I I I know one person isn't as hyped about the film as everyone else and I was like oh that's awesome because I I, like I want to have I didn't like this. Oh, but what about that? I like this. Oh, but what about that? Like, I think that's what makes it interesting is having sane people discuss it. It's it's the insane people that you just have to work out how to drown
1: out, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because, yeah, like at the end of the day, this is still a film. I mean, it's more than a film to so many of us. You know, most of the people, I think, listening to this podcast, but it's still
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
3: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: That is subjective that have people have uh, various different interpretations of. And it's like really fun to discuss. But because it is more than a piece of art, because it is something that's so personal to all of us as well... That's where some of these conversations can get really hard. And I think, like, something that I've realized is that something I think, like, a lot of fans tend to do is assume, like, if someone disagrees with them sometimes, is like, assume the worst in them or that, like, they are defined by, you know, their specific opinion on a subject. And that makes to have, like, trying to have that conversation that people do genuinely want to have really hard and I think it's resulted in a lot of the some of the exhaustion like in the past couple of weeks if that makes sense
3: yeah I think a lot of it too is like recognizing your own bias when you view these films and knowing how that's kind of coloring your interpretation of them and thus how you're interacting with people on social media and just remembering that everyone else is going to have a different bias and came into like specifically The Last Jedi with different expectations and hopes and you know maybe they were met and maybe they weren't, but you you got to talk about it in a civil manner,
1: yeah, exactly, yeah, and I, I sort of
2: sometimes, sometimes people when you like something that other people don't take that as a personal attack on them,
4: kind of like they yeah. sort of
2: like there's people that I I see on YouTube comments and and, and Twitter comments and stuff that are just angry that anyone could like the film. Like it's such a weird phenomenon that like, I I went and saw like say Batman versus Superman. I didn't didn't like it, but I'd never be (laughs) angry that someone did. Do you know what I mean? I'd I'd just go, okay. Like, yeah yeah, I don't know. Like, like I loved Transformers when I was little and I, I did try to watch that newest film on a plane recently. And it was for me, unwatchable. But I'm not angry that people like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. It's like, yeah. Like let people like what they want to like and dislike what they want to dislike. And, you know, it, you can... For example, like, I have a good friend or two that really loves Batman and Robin from 1997. Like, they know that it's basically trash, but they still love it anyway, and they, like, can just embrace that. And But I'm not, like, saying necessarily Batman v Superman or Transformers or, by far, definitely not The Last Jedi or anything like that. But just as an extreme example, we can, like, yeah, let people like what they want to like. <laughs> Yeah. Like if someone,
2: if someone had a a YouTube video or or something about like why Empire Strikes Back is the worst Star Wars film, like why it's their Mm -hmm. least favorite, like, like if that's well thought out, I'm reading it. Like, I don't agree with it, but I'm sort of like, I I, I just like hearing like opinion and it's sort of getting backed up. So, but I, and and Mm. I guess like, if, if it is wearing you out, it's like, and it's going to wear different people out in different ways. And and if you sort of feel right. like it's, it's draining you, it, it's time to kind of walk in one of those beautiful leafy DC parks that you've got there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you ever walk around Washington, right? And you just see two men talking yeah. together in a park and you just like, it's KGB secrets right there. Cause that's all I'd be doing <laughs> is just trying to see <laughs> spies talking to each other. Have you observed many spies chatting?
1: Not that I know
2: of.
3: <laughs> unless, unless you're the spy.
2: Yeah. They've gotten to it. Oh, that's mm. the problem.
1: Oh hmm. my God.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> too real. Too real. Like I don't want to think about, I mean, I do think about politics all the time, but you know, like, <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm conflating Star Wars and politics all the time. Well, that's what I do on the pot on our podcast anyway. So another shameless plug. Sorry.
2: Oh, <laughs> killing me. What, what are you talking about on the latest episode? Get it out there.
1: Well, yeah, thanks. Uh, so I'm uh, one of the co-hosts of Beltway Banthas, the Star Wars and politics podcast. And on our uh, latest episode, we just interviewed the people behind the Twitter account, Emperor Trumpetine. That's like a, uh, a, a parody account of Trump as Palpatine. It's hilarious. You guys should follow it at Real RealTrumpetine. And we are now, in our next week, we're digging into our discussion of The Last Jedi, and we're going to be talking about the politics and economics of Canto Bite. We're uh, slated to have a political scientist uh, from uh, Colorado University, uh, Seth mascot He's been on the show before, and it should be a really good discussion. So hope you all will tune in
2: when you said you're interviewing the person behind the Twitter account, I, I was yeah. so hoping you were going to say resist Disney. I was like, Oh my God. That is a,
1: <laughs> that is a must-download episode. <laughs> oh my uh, um, No, I don't think that's a Twitter account we would necessarily interview. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I, 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 from what I can tell, they're very fond of me. So, um, Shout out to those guys. Keep, keep resisting, you guys. It's,
1: it's working out. It's working out. That's where the real resistance
2: is. Hell yeah. Thanks so much, Suara. It was, um, It's awesome to catch up with you.
1: You too, man. And it's so great to catch up with you too, Caitlin.
3: Yeah, I'm so glad you called, Swara.
1: Thanks, guys. Have a great night. May the force be with you. Cheers, my
2: man. All righty.
1: Let's go. To, I think this is a
2: Skype caller. So let's see what's up with that. Skype caller, who are you and where are you calling from?
5: Hi, my name is Francoise, and I'm calling in from Osaka, Japan.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. We've never had a Japanese call before.
5: I'm not Japanese. I just live here. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I just mean from Japan. <laughs>
4: that's,
2: that's a Japanese call, isn't it? I don't know. Is that am I? Am I, in a, am I in hot soup? Am I in cold soup? I don't, I don't yeah. know. But um, we've never had, uh, I'll, I will rephrase, I don't want to offend any <laughs> phone lines out there, any telecommunications devices, but we've never had a call from Japan, made by anyone, to the show. Yay. But I'm glad. Whereabouts where did you live in, um, where did you say you lived in Japan? Osaka. I stayed there for about a week over oh, New nice. Year's, maybe about five, six years ago, and everyone went and jumped on that bridge. Do you know what I'm talking about?
5: Oh, yeah, the uh, buddy Bridge. And, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. People like to jump off that bridge and into the really disgusting water.
3: It's, they were. Saying, if, you, if your friend jumps off a bridge, don't jump off the bridge with
5: him. <laughs> Well, the water is kind of shallow, uh, shallow, so it's okay to jump in, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> they all jump in there.
2: <laughs> and the Japanese are the politest drunks I have ever come across. They yes, they will <laughs> oh, they will fall into you, and then very they will say sorry. Like in Australia, you bump into someone, and then you get like like people get angry at you that you happen to mm. like break their fall, but. They were, they were the best drunk people I've ever had to manage to uh, be a very drunk person around. And Japan has the best Star Wars merchandise. You are. Oh,
5: they do! Oh my gosh, I love living here for that. Like, oh, so good.
2: <laughs> what's what's the Especially weirdest thing? What's the weirdest thing that you've seen that you just like only in Japan for Star Wars products? For
5: Star Wars products. I guess I haven't really come across anything that I'd be like, Oh my gosh, this is so weird. But also after living here for five years, things just become really normal here now. Like things that people in America, be like, Oh my gosh, look at what Japan has. so wacky. And I'm just like, it's normal to me now because I'm just so used to it. <laughs> so I have to think about that, but I haven't really come across anything. That's like, that's just weird. Anything like that.
2: The The one that I've seen is the Darth Vader Toothpick Dispenser.
5: I haven't seen that yet. It,
2: it, it is like this plastic injection molded Darth Vader that's sort of like when you push a button, he somehow grabs a lightsaber from this hidden bit and no, grabs a toothpick and then holds it up <gasps> like a lightsaber.
4: Oh, I've seen and, that on the oh, internet. so cute.
2: And my friend has got one. And I was like, that is one of the best things ever. But I don't use enough toothpicks to validate a $120 dispenser.
3: Yeah, but you watch enough, you obsess over Star Wars enough to validate a a Darth Vader toothpick dispenser.
2: Yeah, I I just think to get my money's (laughs) worth out of it, I'd just have like bloody gums the whole time. Because I'd just be, I've got to use these toothpicks, got to get my value for money. But um, what, what, what would you, uh, what's on your mind in uh, Osaka tonight or today or tomorrow in Star Wars?
5: Well, it's at the moment here in Osaka, it's uh, 12.41 p.m., so I've just passed now. I guess I don't really have anything much to say except for just to say hello and say how much I really enjoy your show. And when you did your announcement for the live show today, when you tagged Caitlin, I went over and listened to their po- the Sky Talkers podcast and immediately subscribed because I'm always looking for like uh woman led podcasts to listen to in addition to uh, like yours, um and stuff like that. I Always like to get a like a range of different voices to listen to. So thank you both for existing and giving me like good Star Wars content to listen to.
2: Gosh, thank you so awesome.
3: much.
2: I'm so glad. <laughs> I love it when the system works. Like I mentioned can people <laughs> go check it out. Like it's it it's thrilling.
5: Yeah. Always looking for a good podcast to listen to, especially after the Last Jedi. Just like, okay, I need to have all the Star Wars content right now. Listen to all the podcasts and just
3: enjoy all of that. Yeah, there's the, a um, there's a lot to talk about. For those
2: <laughs> yeah that haven't um, heard Sky Talkers yet, and even, sometimes like I sometimes you just a bit over the top. Like you know, I'm just sick of people talking about the Last Jedi. They do a quite timeless series. Sort of like recapping or, or looking back at each of the films. So, if you're up for just like a, um, a a chat about Attack of the Clones, they just towards the end of last year. What did you call that series? The Machete Order series? Is that what it was called?
3: Yes, it's called Sky Talker's Machete. Um, do you know what Machete series is? It's like a order you can watch Star Wars in. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so the the don't gatekeep us Caitlin. We know. <laughs> I don't want to assume, okay? <laughs> um, I grew up on the series. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, for listeners who maybe don't know, uh, Machete is you watch four, five, two, three, and six. But for Sky Talkers Machete, we did one, four, five, two, three, six, seven. And so we recapped every episode in that order of Star Wars. And um, our show, we do like a three part show. So the first part we always did was about the plot of the movie and then part two was the characters and part three were like listener questions and like talking about bonus features and things like that so it was it was so much fun we loved it I'm really sad that that series is over it was it was great
5: yeah I really like how you structure your breakdowns of the movies like I just listened to the last Jedi story discussion last night so I'm really excited for
3: the next part in that series I just like getting in depth stuff Thank you. Yeah, we're excited. We, we haven't recorded our character breakdown yet, but it, it's coming soon. But thank you so Yay. much.
2: I, um, I, I can't wait for gatekeeper Caitlin to do a character <laughs> breakdown. Now, next up, we're going to talk about Poe Dameron. All right. Now, for you newbies, he's the X-Wing pilot.
3: <laughs> for all um, those people that don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, for you and other listeners that are sort of looking for some more um, great female voices in podcasting, I would recommend checking out the Canto Byte Dispatch and uh, Rebel Girl. They're, they are ones that I listen to each week, and um, yes. I would I would give them a look. Although Emily from Canto Byte Dispatch, bit of an attitude but (laughs) we will push on hey thanks so much for your call it's so weird like we should be used to it but just to think that people are you know all around the world listening and and sort of participating it's um it's really cool so i appreciate it
5: thanks for having
3: me on thanks so much
2: awesome have you heard this thing that Donald Glover hinted at that there's going to be this shot in Solo. Have you heard about have, Do you know this story?
3: No. No, about I
2: don't. Mark Ellis from Collider is trying to get me more information on it. Because I heard it on Jedi Council and I'm messaging him like, going, what is this shot? But apparently from what we I can glean from what he's messaged me, is that Donald Glover mentioned that, Ron Howard's got this shot that follows a character walking onto the Falcon, and then when people like sort of like a, a Goodfellas, like one of those continuous shots that um yeah. that they also had in um in Swingers, they sort of bit it. That just sounds so cool, like oh, a, yeah. a continuous shot of someone like to actually go up that ramp, like that. That would be such an amazing teaser. Like, just to have, like, Solo's legs walking up the gangplank <laughs> and then sitting in the seat and then fade to black Solo, a Star Wars story, or just him talking at the end. Because that is a big, like, when he talks, there is hundreds of millions of dollars wrapped up in how that sounds.
3: Mhm. Exactly. Exactly. I think I would put money that some version of what you just said is how that first teaser trailer plays out. Like just the the Han Solo legs around the Falcon. Like that that's going to happen.
2: Yeah. What What did you think of the new Falcon or the old Falcon?
3: I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest ship connoisseur. Um, when it comes to Star Wars, it's like I recognize the Falcon, but I don't study all of the details of it, which Sounds horrible, right? Like I should know exactly what the Falcon looks like, every detail.
2: Well, for for many people, when a Star Wars fan says they're not into that, they're not into the shipping that much. They normally breathe a sigh of relief, but it, they think it means something <laughs> else. <Yes>.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Let's go to a Patreon supporter, the aforementioned mentioned Emily Lind. In New York City, how you doing, buddy?
4: Hi, Phil. How are you doing?
2: I am fantastic. I'm I'm in a, a good mood, and I hope no one abuses me on a digital phone line tonight. And it's good to speak to you, Emily. How are you?
4: Wow, I you know I was in such a good mood. Calling into the show, I was so excited to talk Star Wars. And now I just feel like I have to defend myself because I don't know what you're talking about. I'm always so sweet and kind to you Steele. i am <laughs> I am a happy little fluffy, and light, and i am I'm deeply offended.
1: Oh. I agree with her
4: yeah yes
1: uh, <laughs>
2: oh. all right well we've got we've got one week to mend our rift before we see each other in New York, so He's hoping you guys light a candle.
4: Yeah, I might. I might give you cookies after all. I haven't decided yet.
2: Ooh, uh, what's on your mind tonight?
4: I was wondering about the Han Solo trailer and sort of what what it has to accomplish and 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 also just sort of what what you guys want to see in it and what you want the trailer to be, but also what do you think the trailer has to do to pique other people's interest? Cause I mean, we're all going to go see Han Solo, no matter what, but how, how do you sell this movie to other people?
2: With coolness.
3: It has to be
2: cool. And I'm not sure what that means.
3: Mm. Solo it it's got a lot to do honestly and as someone who is just now starting to get excited for Solo I I'm kind of excited having no expectations for this movie because I don't know like I think you have to have it ha- you know like it has to feel like the Falcon I mean you've got to have that Star Wars feeling that ambiguous Star Wars feeling whatever it is but it also needs to be something so fresh and new like I think it it has, to, it almost like has to be this mixture of marketing that we saw for the Force Awakens and what the Last Jedi ended up being, like something we can all recognize and understand, but in a completely new way that's going to be really exciting and new.
2: Yeah, I think like something that the trailer or the teaser would be wise to try to do, and I'm not sure what this thing is, but show people something about Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon that they really want to see that they don't know.
1: John, yeah. Like, Almost like, like
3: like Solo saying nice to meet you to Chewbacca or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, just something that... Like, just something leave us something that will spark our imaginations and go, I didn't think about that. And, Mm -hmm. and then we can talk about that for a month or so. Yeah. Like um, like
3: a new part of the Falcon.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know what it is, but I'm sure if you watched the film, it would be, you know, it'd be there like for it. But, it is interesting. It's going to be a really interesting like, couple of months because they put themselves behind the eight ball with this scheduling. And um, now they've got to get the word out. And I don't think they predicted how The Last Jedi was going to leave um, you know, a lot of people's view of Star Wars, which is quite contentious at the moment. What do you think, Emily? What do you think's got this trailer's got to have?
4: Well, I don't know. I've been thinking about it because I don't. I still don't have a good sense of of what this movie is in just in terms of sort of like the style of the movie and the feel of the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So, like, I mean, for me, I need it to just. I just need this movie to let me know what kind of movie I'm getting, and then hmm. I can get. And then I can get excited about it, because right now I'm sort of, i don't want to be a pessimist, because I don't like going into movies, especially a Star Wars movie, thinking that I won't like it. But because like younger version of character we already know wouldn't like wouldn't be my my top choice for a new movie, I'm sort of ambivalent. But I'm I'm hoping the trailer will whatever it has will grab me enough but I think I mean the thing that really needs to be is and and this is hard is even in the teaser or the trailer he needs to be Han Solo and I don't quite know what that means and I don't know if it's possible but but that's I think the number
3: one thing yeah I I completely agree with you I think the thing as like just like you I was kind of ambivalent towards the solo movie until literally just last week I feel like I finally started to start thinking about it a lot more um I know one of the things I'm really excited to see in the trailer is the aesthetic of solo like what it, like what it actually looks like and like where exactly in the Star Wars galaxy we are as far as you know, how the clothes look and how the technology looks and how all the ships look and stuff like that. I think that's going to tell us a lot, too, about the tone of the movie as well. But it it is going to be interesting how much of the solo character they actually give us in the trailer or if they're going to save the big reveal, I guess, for the actual movie.
2: Oh, they've got to reveal him before the movie. It would be It'd be too much for us to handle. I think <laughs> I've I, I've seen some pictures that I'm not meant to have seen, and Aww. there is like I've seen images of Han Solo that if they came out, people would just be like, "This is going to be a disaster." That is not Han Solo. And then I've seen pictures of the same actor portraying Han Solo at a different part because you know the film does I think is it five or seven years does it cover? But there's different time periods. You
4: know? I think seven.
2: Yeah, I think Bob got Bobby I, said seven. But then I see other pictures like of him portraying Han Solo, and I'm just like, oh my god, that is ridiculously Han Solo, like just. The like the the jacket and and the glimmer in his eye and the little green, but hearing him talk is going to be oh, it's going to it's it's going to mean a lot to whether this film crushes it or not.
3: So much writing on it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of glad I'm not a huge. I mean, of course I love Han Solo, but my main squeeze is Luke Skywalker. So I'm kind of glad that because like the stress of the Last Jedi was enough for me, like waiting for Luke Skywalker to finally like be in the movie. I'm kind of glad I don't feel the same way or as strongly about Han Solo or else that'd just be too much stress for me over, you know, a short period of time. Yeah, I mean,
4: I've I've in one form or another been in love with Han Solo since I was six years old. So it's it's a little bit hard to take. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with Caitlin. I'm I'm going to be kicking back and just like going, all right, whatever you want to do, you guys. I'm just sitting. Yeah. Because <laughs> during the Last Jedi, I was like visibly stressed about her, about Luke Skywalker. Like when the Falcon took off and left him there, I was just I remember just looking at the screen and it's like, what does this mean? He's surely <laughs> like he can't get off the island, but. He has to be in the film further. Like, what does this mean?
1: I
3: was, All right, he's
2: going to be in the film again. Let it go. Let it go. Stop thinking about it. And the second <laughs> time I watched it, I was I was so much more relaxed, knowing that um he was yeah. going to come back.
3: I was on pins and needles. The any like basically the whole movie, but especially when Luke was in the scene, I was just so stressed. And you're completely right. The second viewing, I felt like I. Could finally take in what was actually going on, and like allow myself to sob uncontrollably when that final scene finally happened. <laughs> the first, for the first time, I just I was just in complete disbelief. Like what 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 did I just watch?
2: Oof. Well, it's um, I, I can't wait for it to uh, start rolling out. Emily, thanks so much for your call. And um, as I said before, check out that Canto Bite dispatch if you like the cut of Emily's jib, one of the greatest sayings of all time. And I'll see you in New York next Saturday, buddy.
4: All right, can't wait. It's going to be a blast.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> all righty, we are about stay on the line. If you are on hold, we are about to end our normal feed show but we will continue for the live listeners and the patreons to uh, continue listening so if you're listening to this on itunes or a like platform on demand if you become a patreon subscriber or supporter for just three dollars a month you get the extended call-in shows as well as the exclusive shows like making steel wars and the robo report and the q a's and our entire back catalog I think it's over 350 interviews and podcasts and for three dollars you get to keep the little podcast going you can check out patreon.com forward slash steel wars and we will keep podcasting into the bonus section for you guys but before we do that Caitlin give us the spiel about how people can follow you and sky talkers on twitter and listen to the podcast
3: Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me on Steele. And if you want to hear more from myself, you can find me on Twitter at Caitlin Flusher. That's Caitlin with a C. And then you can go and head on over to my podcast with my best friend, Charlotte. It's Sky Talkers podcast. You can find us on iTunes and our Twitter handle is at Sky Talkers pod, or you can head on over to our website, skytalkers.com.
2: Yes. Uh, Lent and already on hold we've got Robbo our uh, notorious caller and co-host of the Robbo Report or King Tom and we've got a few mystery numbers which I'll be interesting to check out what they have to say but um, thank you guys so much if you're listening live or a Patreon subscriber stay hooked in as we go into the bonus show but for those on the normal feed may that force be with you all righty we have got from ohio king tom on the line buddy what's on your mind
1: he's and caitlin thanks for taking my call You know, I've seen The Last Jedi a few times, and more than a few, and it's still in the theaters, and I'm still going to go see it, but I'm always looking to the future, and...
0: Hey you guys, if you've stuck along with the episode for this long, then we're obviously doing something right. So tell the world by going onto iTunes and leaving us a sweet five-star review. It bumps us up the rankings, vouches to other potential listeners that we're doing good stuff, and also makes your host feel warm inside. If you have a couple of seconds to spare to post one up, I'd really appreciate it. And I will see you on the next episode.
4: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more